You're listening to Specscript. Today's episode, Gilmore Girls, written by Carolyn Maine. before, but we're going to explain it again for the podcast. Your listeners, spec script of the show where somebody writes a script of a show they've never seen uh, with only the barest of knowledge, and then we have a cool table read here at Kelly's Olympian in Portland, Oregon on the River City Podcast Federation, a podcast network. All right, so let's start. We're going to bring up all the cast. They're going to sit here, and then we're going to get to know them, and then we're going to start. Let's go. Bring up the cast. So what we're going to do so that the podcast audience gets to know the voices, so it's not just random voices, is we're going to do a thing where each of these performers is going to tell us uh, their name, the character they are playing, and their favorite canceled TV show. We're going to start with me, just as an example. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm not going to be on this podcast. My favorite canceled TV show is Kings. (laughs) That was for you. all right, Shane, you're going to start. Oh, I misunderstood the question. My favorite show that got canceled was Firefly because it got canceled. Oh! oh. Bad boy Shane Hosey. Uh, what's your character? I'm playing uh, Suki St. Saint... James. James, thank you. Yeah. Uh, my name's Laura Ann Whitley. Uh, I'll be reading the role of Dean, hot bad boy. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite canceled show is Sex and the City. Uh, I'm Katie Wynn. I'll be playing Lane, who is Rory's friend with overbearing religious parents. Uh, And my favorite show that got canceled, um, Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. Hello, hello. I'm Jaron George, and I will be playing as Richard, uh, Relly's uh, rich, distracted dad. And a little bit, a little hint of Michael. Um, He doesn't have dreams, so that's good. Um, my favorite cancel show is Community, you guys. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Carolyn Maine. Hello. Uh, I'm Carolyn Maine. I wrote this episode, and I'm going to be playing Emily, the mean mother to Lorelai. Yeah. Uh, my favorite cancel TV show is Unsupervised. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my name is Amanda Martin-Tully. I will be playing Rory. And, uh... Well, obviously, it's Gossip Girl, guys. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm sad Gossip Girl's no longer here. Hey, I'm Jen Tam, and I am playing Lorelai, the wacky mom lady. <laughs> and, uh, so tough. I had to choose between all the canceled shows ever made because all shows that don't exist anymore are technically canceled shows, right? Um, I think think it was either uh can i give two yes party down and the good family if you know deep um i'm ron lynch i guess and um the show my favorite show that got canceled i don't know the name of it so you guys have to help me out it was about a battleship that refused to fire a nuclear missile and um Everybody was after them because they didn't. And then they wound up landing on an island 
and taking over the island. Do you know what it is? Last resort. Last resort. Yeah. 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 It was a pretty, pretty great. It totally hooked me. Yeah. And then it just stopped. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm and I'm playing. Um, I'm playing the mother. No, I'm playing Luke, the stoic town hunk. Of course. <laughs> I'm Ke I'm Kevin Arnold. Uh, my favorite show that was canceled probably I don't know Life on Mars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Life on Mars. Uh, sure, you guys are accepting of that. So that is my favorite show that was canceled. Uh, and I will be playing uh, Jess, the hot good boy. <laughs> my name is Mark. I will be the narrator who is the narrator. And my favorite canceled show is uh, either Freaks and Geeks or Moral Oral. Woo! All right, give Moral a big Oral. round of applause for all the people you saw up there. All right, and we are now going to start Spec Script! <laughs> Today's episode. The Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls, written by Carolyn Maine. Why are we getting madder? <laughs> okay. If you're out on the road, feeling lonely and so cold, all you have to do is call my name and I'll be there on the Exterior. Zoom on huge bricked Ivy Campus School with a gold plaque reading Saint Fancy Person's Place of Privileged Learnings. The Gilmore Girls clack along the Permafall Coastal New England Cobblestone Road. The taller figure tries to hold hands, but the shorter pulls back scoffing. Leaves crunch under expensive heels. As the gals canter like the white upper-class emotional hair ponies they are. They have an air of modesty, yet keen fuckability. Like a department store lingerie section. An eagle rips a fish from the sea, splattering entrails lightly along prize lady plum roses. Nice skirt. You in mock trial because you're pleading the fifth. Mother, it's a school uniform. I have to wear it. <coughs> I know, but not for long. And are you wearing it for Dean or Jess? And what are you underwearing underneath? <laughs> My honeypot is none of your beeswax. So stop being such a bee and buzz off. You know, Dean is a dreamy, but Jess is the guy who you can depend on. And who could put depends on your old ass? So take that into account. Wow. <laughs> Projecting much? I can take care of myself. You go, girl. But really, though, who's going to be the first to say hi, man, to that hymen 
JK. JK, don't have sex, like ever. It can explode your whole life from the fun zone out. Lorelai indicates her daughter. Is that why all your panties say clothes for repairs, mom? <laughs> that reminds me. <laughs> I have to get my period class by second period. Ew, don't say that word. Which word? Mom. <laughs> like, total barf out to the max. I'm really more of a mop than a mom. Wouldn't you say, with all this hair? <laughs> Woo! Lorelai hunkers and swooshes her impressive locks, twerking in the manner of a fly girl. A, a fun mop. You feeling okay? You might be experiencing menopause. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My men have been on pause ever since you tore it up, fam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you should get back to, you know. <laughs> My job that I totally have. <laughs> yes, that. Okay. <laughs> Did the gym teacher ask about me? Yes. He asked why you gave him crabs. <laughs> why, it's just neighborly is all. Crabs are abundant in our climate, and you know I'm a real locavore. Yes. <laughs> That's what you keep telling me. Kay, really gotta go, Mom. <laughs> me too. To my job that I have <laughs> to support our lavish lifestyle. <laughs> hey, ask Coach Zonski if he wants to make babulia base or just lay down a baby base. Hiyo! <laughs> You're so deeply annoying, Mother. Lorelai goes out for a high five and Rory coldly leaves her hanging until she is forced to use her outstretched hand to comb back but her bangs instead. Hey, that reminds me. Dinner tonight with my annoying mother, also dad. They want to celebrate your graduation without rubbing elbows with the peasants, and that's how you get measles. Seven on the dot. <laughs> Remember to dress up like a rich person, or else they won't give us any money. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Language. Say, have you chosen a college school yet, young lady? Mother, I have to go. You're going to make me late to my period class. They really frown on that. Please, call me Mopper. No. <laughs> that wasn't even witty the first time. You're slipping. No way. I'm still all that with a bag of chips. Yes, queen. Yes. No, queen. No. Rory finally manages to shake her mother by ducking behind an elk topiary. She pops as Olaf and skips off to class with a sassy flounce. End scene. Interior, classroom. The teacher drones on about tides, moons, lady caves, and discount marinara. But the seniors of 2016 have more pressing concerns, namely both kind of boners, mistakes, and meat. Several of the best-looking students have their phones going inside of their textbooks. Dean, hunched over a tablet bigger than any brick phone ever was, is texting furiously. Z, Z, Z. Shut up and study, friendo, or our grades won't signal our value to this academic gristmill. All I want to know all about is that lady biz, babe. <laughs> Thing is, I'm more of a hands-on learner. Mouth on, too. 
Don't, don't let him take up your learning time with unpaid emotional labor. Also, do you want a back rub right now? Yes or no? Hey, sexy. Have you applied to any financial fudgers academy yet? We'll make billows. I'll buy you anything you want. People, elections, hats, anything. Don't let that Bernie bro dickstract you from what's important in life, Rory. The deadline is almost up for social services school. Come with me and we will save the world one tragedy at a time. Plus, I'll bake you cookies. And with your consent, I will personally smooch up that princess cookie on the daily, yo. I do butt stuff. I pull out. OMG. <laughs> um, wow. Golly. Uh-oh. Uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. Both of you. Um, but my phone's running out of batteries. <laughs> my goodness. Take my charger. No way. She'd prefer mine. The boys thrust their coaxial cables at Rory's quavering input ports, entangling each other in a complex web of technology and pubescent ardor. Emotions run high and almost come to blows when the tangled teens are saved by the bell, all except Rory, who the teacher asks to see after class. End scene. Interior, a folksy cottage. Lorelei goes back to the small life of her home, which is also her work, at the somewhat ironically named The Independence Inn. <laughs> she looks out the window, sighing. If only her daughter were here, they could braid hair and talk about banging. Instead, she folds sheets in silence. Who spilled crumbs up on your duvet cover? Just me, by myself, in a cold, lonely bed. That's the problem. You need to get those lady cakes back on the market, Miss Thing. Oh, the stall's open, wide open, but we just don't get the foot traffic we used to. So I was thinking about offering a free sample to certain hunky broguistas. <sighs> Luke, again, what are we doing here? Can we please not talk about a man? I'd like to pass the Bechdel test for once. <laughs> All right, isn't it convenient that I've made homemaking my business? I've, I'm subverting gender expectations under the capitalist patriarchy. <laughs> Are you sure about that? You still have to play mommy to a bunch of emotionally unavailable business dudes. After all, here we are scrubbing toilets and cracking the cum off of sheets. <sighs> there is really no ethical consumption under capitalism, except consumption of that D, man. <laughs> I really need a man. We've had the same conversation over and over. I don't know if I can keep doing this. Lorelei sighs, lifting her bangs adorably. She pulls out a king-sized Mr. Goodbar from her purse. Well, at least there's always chocolate. Actually, isn't chocolate farmed in like... Just let me have this. Michael rolls up, loaded with linens. That time of the month again. Typical. What? I mean, third Thursday. When they discount the old candy, break me some of that piece of that. <laughs> no, there's something I haven't heard in a while. Just then, as Michael whips a, street, a sheet straight, he knocks over the stacked oranges that constituted the majority of the complimentary continental breakfast. Running on pure adrenaline and instinct, Suki dives for the fruits. She ends up slip-sliding on the pulpy stampede, 
running upright and juicing the fruit underfoot in a most slapsticky manner. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, just because I'm a big girl doesn't mean I'm not also a gifted physical comedian. <laughs> E-Cat, this is a place of business. Get a hold of yourself, woman. I have. And this is me, the real me. I, I just realized something. I gotta go. Quitting time already? Yes, forever. Look, no offense. It's just I've been thinking. I can do better, way better. Gender swapped reboot better. <laughs> if I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I could almost afford my coffee habit. <laughs> it's just I know I have something special inside me. I can feel it. It's so big, bright, and burning. I have to find a place I can finally let it all out. Are you saying you need to use the industrial toilet? Because you broke it last time. I'm glad you're taking this so well. I was worried you'd choke off with a, choke off with a hank of yarn. And well, anyway, you want me to leave the key? Michael, you take it. You are now promoted to new head bestie. Your first job is to cover for me while I go on break. This is like a dream come true. A weird, boring dream. Good thing I'm used to settling. <laughs> Anyways, back to me. I could use a nice hot cuppa. I like my coffee like I like my men. Hot, strong, and smells like daddy. End scene. Interior, pristine hallway. A bell rings. Clean-cut teens mill nearby lockers among preppy posters announcing wholesome activities such as Polo Shirt Club and God Squad. Rory and Lane converge by their favorite water fountain, Old Squirty. Can you believe we graduate this Saturday? OMG, I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Tell me about it. I'm really going to miss the structure, the safety, Old Squirty. <laughs> Nerd. I know. You got that hot new single I wanted? New Lane, please. <laughs> this is Billy Joel. It's from 1973. He was literally a 500-year-old dead mummy right now. Well, it's new to me, okay? The gramophone is new to you. You try being raised religious. I have to wear hemp underwear and plant it in the Lord's soil on high solstice or I'll curse the crops. <laughs> and I can't eat or look at anything red, ever. That's the devil's color. I, too, was raised religious at the church of our ladle, ladle, <laughs> lady of eternal hijinks. Does your mom ever treat you more like a sister? Gosh, no. It's the wives that are sisters. The mommy job... <laughs> the mommy job is to work the evil out. Mine makes me do push-ups until she whips me with rosaries, and we watch Passion of the Christ over and over until I sweat enough to fill a water spritzer. Then she sprays that on the cat when the cat sins. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it's really nice to have some rock in the earbuds when I'm exercising the demons, you know? Sometimes I think religion has just become a reinforcement of subjection upon the masses. Get it? <laughs> Catholic masses? Uh-huh. Anyways, back to me, though. <laughs> what college should I go to? And what fuckboy should I take along for the ride? Oh, well, that's totally your call. You're so lucky getting so much choice. My mom already sold me to a 46-year-old Midwestern guy. 
He says he's a mud priest. All I know about him is he's holding a gun in every profile pic. <laughs> I just can't wait to move away. Then I can finally lose my virginity. I mean lean into my virginity. <laughs> but to whom? I mean, Jess is the kind of guy who would hold your purse for you, but Dean is the kind of guy who would fuck it and not call back. <laughs> I wish I could have a bag. Mom says it's a sin to carry anything reminiscent of the womanly envelope. <laughs> I just feel like Jess's mom would look really good in like a little sweater vest, and Dean's ween would look so hot in a tiny leather jacket with studs for my pleasure. <laughs> this is just like that song, Two Princes. My, my mom called me a witch and burnt my favorite CD, like burnt at the stake. Those spin doctors spin no more, and now they need doctors. <laughs> then she made me fast for a whole week. There should be a thing where they show you their dicks before you have to choose. <laughs> Life is so unfair. It's called a dick pics. Even I know that. Oh, <laughs> neato. I'll go strip my Barbies. Anyway, I saw a tunnel and light. It was beautiful, all-encompassing and omnidirectional. It stood out in direct contrast to the pain of existence because when I died, it was the first time in my life I ever felt unconditional love. Fasting, huh? So that's how you're rocking them skinny jeans, girl. <laughs> you know, sometimes I find your feminism non-inclusive. <laughs> you owe me five mitel. For that, cause single. End scene. Interior, adorable and improbably spacious coffee shop. Clammy with anticipation, Lorelei circles the service bell teasingly before ringing it rhythmically with an increasing intensity. A handsome, good old fashioned American stubbled hunk is bent over some coffee boxes. His unintentionally presented buttocks highlights the eroticism of the nearby display of sticky buns and glazed donuts. <laughs> Lorelei, overcome with a woman's desire, lets her quick tongue get the best of her. Hey, baby, are you a paper towel mascot? Because you got me hoping you are very absorbent. With a wry smile over salt and pepper stubble, Luke removes his earbuds. Ma'am? Moist, I mean moist. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, mostly I would just like a coffee, one that is bigger than my head. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I know, that's why I come here. Plus, the lady doctor says that the caffeine tremors are the only thing keeping my aging uterus from straight up prolapsing right out of my downstairs butthole. <laughs> I mean, front hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think getting older is like totally bogus. If I was young again, my daughter and I would be BFFs forever instead of MDBFs forever. That's Milther daughter best friends, by the way. Uh. <laughs> How do you do it? Men get to gr age gracefully. You still look like a catalog dad grill centerfold. I hate you. Uh. Time ain't coke. Time ain't so kind on anybody, or any anybody. The, the good hair falls away, the bad hair takes over. The scrotum not pretty to begin with. 
starts to droop like so much silly putty. You know, the other day I uh, sat down on the funny pages. <laughs> uh, when I got up, they were there. That's not in the script. When I stood up, when I stood up, I was sporting the saddest Ziggy comic you ever did see. Looks like he's been in some tragic accident. <laughs> you know, time makes fools of us all. Well, you can steep your dangling tea bag in this old mug for as long as you want. <laughs> Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh. <laughs> uh. It's just... It's just like with my daughter. It used to be load after load in there. Then a baby goes out, and boom. One thing I get loads of now, a day's is nothing. Uh. <sighs> Where does the time go? Huh. Well, speaking of, want to come to my daughter's graduation this Saturday? I have a plus one. I mean, as in a ticket, not a person. People tend to run away from me. <laughs> like my baby daddy, Suki, and now Rory, too. So, uh, want to be my new person until you inevitably leave, of course. Once I birthed a foal on the high tide on the Jersey shore, by the light of the full moon, there was a storm brewing, both on the shores and in our hearts. Mother Nature was in full bloom, fecund and deadly all at once. I wasn't even particularly prepared. I was just the only man available to service her. So I put down my half-whittled angel figurine, and I jumped off the clam boat with only my knife betwixt my teeth, using every last bit of my glimmering glutes to power through the slipstream while the birthing mother neighed into the night. I fought the storm with my wild hog dad bod that night. <laughs> I finally surfaced on shore, my biceps bulging like barnacles to a rough-hewn hemp rope. Even in the throes of delivery, the mare was a beautiful old girl. Palomino, 16 hands high if she was a foot. Right. Fine set of haunches, beautiful body, action ready. Could have done dressage, but I could tell when we looked into each other's eyes, that little filly had to run free. It was a long and hard. It was a long and hard. <laughs> but after I used my trusty blade to cut the umbilical cord and all the nearby soda rings... Luke turns to the camera with smoldering gravitas. Hey, get real. Always remember to recycle. <laughs> Mouth agape, Lorelei is transfixed by the dulcet tones of the small town beefcake in an apron. She dunks her piscotti with ardent fervor. Well, after hours of pushing, while I combed my calloused fingers through her strong mane, that gangly fowl up and dropped from its mother's mound as the sunshine hit the shore. I'll never forget that awkward heap of wet elbows thudding on the tide. Oh, there's more. That baby horse was hurtling towards our cruel proving grounds for the first time. 
and by some miracle she found her footing on the way down. I'm not ashamed to say I cried one tear at that moment. My hands were covered with embryonic fluid. So I licked that tear right off of my face. I have a long tongue. And I swear to you, on Mother Gaia, it was not salty. It was sweet. God, there's more. Okay. Well, after that precious newborn steed stood trembling precariously on her own four feet, she took one suckle off of her mama and galloped off into the hills. And the old girl took a well-deserved snooze. The best nap of all, the forever sleep. <laughs> Guess what I'm saying? Pretty Pony's gonna prance, ma'am. <laughs> Extra cream? May as well get it where I can. So is that a yes for the plus one? Oh, Lorelei. So thirsty. Warm you up? Please. End scene. Interior, boys' locker room. Jess is furtively changing his steaming bod. Dean lurks in the doorway, toying with a towel. Uh, nice chest hair. You steal it off a Bratz doll? Hey, that's super judgy. Uh, are you saying boys can't play with dolls? Or that unattainable beauty standards and perform- performative expectations contribute to the reductive gender norms that harm everyone along the sexual identity spectrum? What I'm saying is you're a straight-up dork dick. Big time. <laughs> that's a bit redundant, seeing as dork means whale penis in the first place. Also, this sort of jocular posturing is exactly the sort of reason you're not good enough to go half in with Rory on birth control costs. Oh, yeah? Well, your butt sucks. But... Who hurt you? My dad, when he left to go fuck your mom in the butt. Jeez, you think you're such a bad dude, but really, all you are is a bad ally. You take that back! The bucking testosterone has reached a bursting point. Dean whips mercilessly at Jess's gleaming nubile buttocks. Instead of cowering, Jess fully presents himself. Is this horseplay or foreplay? Which? You're so bad. (laughs) No, you are a bad boy. A bad, bad boy. So bad. Harder. Impossible. I'm already rock hard. (laughs) Don't stop. Uh, But not on the face. Why? Afraid it would hit your plump and totally smoochable lips, you sexy little baby man? (laughs) Shut up. You have kissable lips, so pouty and full. Uh, I totally hate you. Oh, really? Really. You want a French about it? <laughs> Overcome, the boys draw near to totally make out. Just then, Suki bursts in with a basket of rubber balls. 
She flails, blowing the whistle around her neck. Tweet, 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 tweet. Hey, that's a personal foul. Suki takes note of the protruding erections. And high sticking. (laughs) What are you doing here, clown woman? Shouldn't you be off with the sad milf? Hey, but yeah. Sad milf was too sad. That's not for me. I'm going to Hollywood. I got big dreams and a real gym coach look. So I'm going method here until I can get an audition. Okay, whatever. Can we go? Please do. And if you want to know more about sexuality, check out the library. That's a way better place to fuck. Just mind the paper cuts. (laughs) Okay, thanks. And good luck in being an unconventional movie star. Don't say good luck. Let's break a leg. Suki sets down the basket, spilling it all the many types of sport balls all over the place. It's bouncing chaos as she struggles comically to keep her footing. Oh crap, now I'm really tripping balls. As Suki falls flailing, her whistle breaks from her neck, then somehow disappears. Anybody seen my whistle? It cost me $5. Oh no, I have to fart. Whistle whistle noise. And scene. Interior. The Gilmore Mansion, where opulent old money meets rustic yet exacting taste. Lorelai and her parents eat under a golden antler chandelier. Richard the Patriarch barely glances down from his War Street journal, while Emily, queen of the castle, polishes a crystal steak knife. Where is my baby? I'm right here, mother. <laughs> no, no, not you, the good one with potential. <sighs> She's on her way, mother. She had better be. The best way. A prominent college befitting her stature. The Gilmore name need not die out with you and your sad little bed and sex fest. For the last time, it's just a bed and breakfast, mother. (laughs) I assure you that I do not care. (laughs) A bright young lady with good breeding like that can really make it. If we just launched her far enough away from your nonsense, She won't get caught up in your silly little slipstream of horned-up, overly dramatic failure. She's ready to be the 1%, and I'm 100% ready for her to do so. Great, as long, as soon as Arroyo agrees. That makes a verbal contract. Just as, and I'll cut a check um, as an oversized check. What should I write on the memo line? Nepotism. Huh. So I should be made uh, to feel guilty for sharing my, my hard-earned hyper-wealth? Oh, I'm so sorry for succeeding. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> if you're quite through complaining about how hard you have it with my support, have you put any thought just to what you're going to make of yourself? I'm just not so sure about that or anything else right now. Oh, well, you had better start making some very intentional choices, young lady. Or you may end up like Dingbat over there, barefoot and pregnant, before you know your cervix from ceviche. And let's just say nothing of that. No good, Charlton, who knocked her up. Mom, who's my dad? Ha, we believe he may have been the toilet scrubber. He certainly plumbed your mother's depths. Personally, I never trust the gardener. He spread his seed anywhere. I'm still picking begonias out of the poppies. To this day, little bastards. I've told you all, he was a ghost, an apparition, a night bone. He left no trace, except for the ectoplasm in my echo vegasm. 
All I could see were two giant glowing balls. TMI, Mom. Exactly. TMI balls, honey. <laughs> and they were the biggest pair of balls you've ever seen in your life. Hmm. Now that I think of it, a ghost is a little unlikely. He probably just, he's probably just an alien. You look so much like him. This is why we leave you off the holiday card, dear. <laughs> I raised you better than this. You locked me in a horse stable. I got my hymen kicked out at age 11. <laughs> horse stable? More like horse stable. <laughs> you lost your hymen in the back of a Mustang with Jiminy Spriggets in the eighth grade. I do say, my sports team won. <laughs> Mother, is that true? Of course, how could she forget? I took out an ad in the local paper. They had to squish her, um, they had to squish Dear Abby. She looked fat, simply terrible. This is great soup. Did you know I'm a bit of a locavore? If I have to live in this hellhole, I will take this whole quaint town with me. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas, you're all some crazy, crazy ass mother lovers. Pass the wine. Uh, you're too young, dear. Hmm. Hmm. Cloudy next week. Since when and for why? Have you ever heard any of this conversation? You will be a success, or I'll prune the family tree so fast you'll never even see me leaf. <laughs> you must attend the most elite school and practice the most arcane rituals with only the wealthiest bloodlines, or else you'll never make it. Not in this economy. No bones, no bones about it. The Skeleton Blood Club is where you, you make all the right dis connections there. Don't give me that face. We didn't make the rules, we just abide by them. Then Rory can get me a job with the Orange Overlord, and that will really show my neighbor. She thinks her wealth is worth more than mine, that bitch. Mother, do shut up about the Orange Lord. Mom, shut up about your mom. I'm here too. Oh, turtle wax is on sale. It's still my life, you know. You'll be dead in a grave while I'm out there in the increasingly uncertain future, making my mark on a crumbling planet. Thanks a lot, by the way. Environmentalism? Literally, how dare you? <laughs> Anti-fracker oil bought you this lobster and that sweet oil boiled it. I'll not have you bad-mouthing them in this household. <sighs> Why is everything so delicious, so problematic? Welcome to the real life, dear. You're going to have to choose. Do you want to live your life as an apex predator or as its dinner and subquescent feces? <laughs> no matter what you do, just do it better than me. I was a teenage idealist and look where it got me. Pregnant, ghosted, and slowly going mad under all this magnificent mane. Just wait till menopause. At least one thing about you will finally be thin. Your hair. Ugh, mother. End scene. Exterior, banners and bleachers, summers in the air, mortarboards are flying, cameras are flashing, row after row of shiny, affluent peoples celebrate their imminent success, of their spawn's dominion. Ready for your big speech? I'm so proud of you. Remember, thank anti-fragger oils for your strong hair and big teeth. Then dad will write your way into the finest school and it's easy street for the both of us, kiddo. I know what I'm doing, mother. Please, it's Mopther, remember? <laughs> we have so much fun. All stage mommies out of the staging area, that means you. Suki, why are you ushering? Because I won't say no to a role. Is that what you want to hear? 
A scoot! Scoot! <laughs> Lorelei walks the long, lonely road back to the back of the auditorium, when suddenly she notices a very hunky man sipping on one of two pumpkin spice lattes, patting an empty seat beside him. <gasps> Luke! You came! Uh, this ceremony is equal parts brutal and majestic. I'll use the mic. <laughs> well, it wasn't highlighted, just to... <laughs> This ceremony is equal parts brutal and majestic, like a fresh hatch of baby tortoises stumbling for the sea. Some are gonna make it, some are not. That's so poetic. Yeah. I got a side bet on who's gonna be first kid to die. <laughs> Luke leans in, whispering into, directly into Lorelei's ear. It's that one. <laughs> oh, Luke. Your, your hair smells like a mall store. <laughs> Lorelei swoons into Luke's lap as she faints, or at least feigns fainting. She laughs and weeps quietly while he strokes her hair. One by one, the students receive their diplomas. Last but not least, Rory takes both the stage and the mic. I am honored and privileged to be your valedictorian at the crossroads of my own valid dick tour. Um, and everyone has been saying that I have to choose, but I don't have to. I have four more years to put life off. It's called college, people, and I'm doing it right. I'm doing it my way. You see, I'm my own woman. I don't have to do what anyone says. From my mother to her mother to my ghost father, to my two hunky love interests. We, we support, support women's, women's choices and choices. choices. Well, I never. What is this world coming to? This generation needs a good war to thin out the ranks. <clears throat> I've made my choices. I choose not to choose. You see, in second period, period class, my teacher informed me that I won a full-ride scholarship to the liberal campus in the Pacific Northwest. Very liberal. <laughs> they encourage you to follow your own path. I'm choosing the road less traveled. Ceramics and polyamory. <laughs> with a minor in fallow, forward fashion. <laughs> I'll be there, learning how to exploit resources in the creative financial arts sector. As will I, in my self-directed hemp loom therapy course. And, for extra credit, we're all going to be studying human sexuality. All three of us. Together. Cramming nonstop, full ride, going for A's, but getting a lot of D's. <laughs> I am ready to explore the lives and bodies of both of my beautiful companions. No homo. <laughs> A little homo, though. Like, just the tip? The crowd goes wild. Equal parts cheers and jeers. <laughs> There's not an unflung hat in the audience. Lorelei wakes up to all the commotion. <sighs> What's going on? Is that sunshine I feel on my shoulders? Or have I somehow finally achieved my father's approval? Hardly. Lorelei? More like Laurel. Lie. 
With no small amount of exertion, Richard rips up the oversized check. Emily and Richard peel off in a stretch hummer, tossing the check bits out of the window. The torn remnants hit the breeze like slow-motion confetti. Just then, Lane pulls up on a motorcycle, making quite an entrance with red-bloodied clothes and a shotgun strapped to her back. Don't worry, it's not mine. The gun or the blood? Neither. Oh, okay. Well, back to me. I, I chose a school and a boy, two boys. <gasps> Where are you going? Well, I don't know. Don't you think academia is just kind of a huge debt bubble under the guise of learning while actively avoiding actual life lessons? Yes, exactly. Screw the beaten path. I want to live. Who wants to go be cops or robbers or spies? <laughs> you, what's the rest of your day look like? I just slashed my schedule, so your guess is as good as mine, really. Okay, great. How about we be lesbian lunch ladies? We can call it hot lunch. <laughs> I'm open to that. Great. Here's your hairnet and your other hairnet. What's your name? They call me Ol' Squirty. <laughs> the wheels of the Harley spin off into the sunset as Suki and Ol' Squirty leave the dust of the town behind them. Uh, who gives a fuck? Not me. I've got none of the fucks. Come here, you pretty boys. Let's get lit, fam. <laughs> Mom, you're so problematic. Oh, worry. And you're a total horned-up drama queen pain in the butt. You take so after me. Guess the Gilmore girls, girls are gonna be okay after all. Mom, don't you think girls is a bit diminutive? We're really growing up, and... You're really growing old, and older, like every day until you die. Okay, honey, you're right. I guess we're the Galmore gals now. Ugh, mother, awful. Mopther, dear. Lorelei begins her solitary dance, whipping her mane and writhing her childbirthing hips timed to the only beat of her heart. Rory sighs, shrugs, and on the eve of adulthood, takes the one last effort to reconnect with the very thrusting pelvis that brought her to life. And so we leave the Galmore gals, holding hands and twerking together in the fading sunset as the tide rolls to shore, spraying salty mists hither and yon onto new horizons. The end. Everybody, that has been Spectrum Gilmore Girls. Give a big woo! All right, we're gonna try to do this quick. Give it up for everyone you've seen today. Mark Movie Man, Kevin Arnold, Ron Lynch.
City Podcast Federation. Check out that website. You know, just do that in .com. Uh, so you can listen to this again and hear it. All edited and stuff and wonderful. Uh, I think that's all. Uh, you guys are amazing. Give a big woo to Kyle McCormick. He's the other creator of the show. He's not here. Bold. Bring your mom next time. Bring your mom. 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 All right. Uh, see ya. Thank you for listening to Spectrum. Catch us next time in Portland on June 11th for Frasier, and then in Seattle on June 17th for Gotham. Peace out, babies. Hi, I'm Jono. And I'm Prime. And we are the dynamic duo that make up This Might Be Good. A podcast all about comedy and music and having a good old time. Uh, previous guests include local comedy heroes, Caitlin Warehouser, Adam Posse, Alex Rios, Portland's funniest comic, Mariko Ott, as well as musicians such as Matthew Zeltzer, Michael Dean Damron, and who else, Prime? We had the Tumblers. We did have the Tumblers. We had Bim Ditson. We did have Bim Ditson and many others. So give us a listen on the River City Podcast Federation. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll hear some shit that you're into. Maybe you won't. Only time will tell, my this friends. This might be good. This might be good. The bad, bad, La 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 la